Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chester. I'm so thankful to have you here, and I'm absolutely blessed and grateful to be sitting here with Bob Lachance. Bob, how are you, sir? Very good. How are you doing today? And I'm doing fantastic. It was fun to, to uh, kind of get to know you briefly before the show, and I really have a, a good feeling that this is going to be an awesome show today, so thanks for taking time. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. And so I want to welcome Elevate Nation back because it's time to take it to another level, and I have no doubt we're going to be doing that today. And I want to welcome you back to the show. Our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. This is where you learn the mindset, the habits, the routines, the systems, the tools, strategies, and so much more from those who are elevating to a life without limits so you can do the same yourself or even more. And I want to remind you this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. And if you appreciate what we're doing here, we certainly be grateful. If you subscribe to the show, if you give us a five-star rating, leave us a review. Tell us specifically, what are you taking away from the show? What are you applying to your life? What are you taking massive action on? And uh, with that said, I want to go ahead and get started today because all of our time is valuable and we want to make sure we use that wisely. And so I want to introduce you to Bob Lachance, who is a nationally recognized speaker, mentor, and trainer who specializes in helping customers build their businesses through automation and outsourcing. Bob currently owns four businesses and helps start one of the nation's largest real estate coaching programs. A Bristol, Connecticut native, Bob played ice hockey and went, to play, went on to play at Boston University, playing a vital role in their 1995 national championship. With only two classes left to graduate in a senior spring, he dropped out of school and signed a professional contract with the St. Louis Blues organization. Bob went on to play eight years professionally, four in the U.S. and four in Europe, and at 30, with his pro hockey career over, he self-educated himself in, the real, in real estate and began his career in the trenches as a real estate investor. He acquired his first flip in 2004 and has done over 700 transactions until then. That's, that's insane. Um, he has also started two very successful real estate coaching programs, three virtual assistant staffing companies, a used appliance company, and much more. <laughs> we were talking about some of the other things he's doing as well, and so I'm sure we'll dive into that. Uh, Bob is also the owner of Riva Global LLC, which focuses on offering trained real estate virtual assistants to real estate professionals. Over the years, he's experienced various setbacks where others would have simply thrown in the towel and through the ups and the downs, both in business and life, his humble commitment to the daily process is something listeners can gravitate towards. So, Bob, I love that bio, man. That's a lot of fun. You kind that's of a long, that's a lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff, man. I need a sip of water here, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's much more, man. So tell us more about Bob behind the bio. Yeah, for sure. Um, just a little bit. Uh, you know, one of the things that I focus on a lot is, you know, helping people get better, right? It's, uh, you know, a lot of whatever co our company right now provides is efficiency, scale, and time freedom. So that's on, you know, the virtual assistant side. My background a little bit, you know, I played professional hockey for eight years, uh, four years here in the U.S., four years in, in United, or four years in the U.S., four years in Europe. So 
travel around the world. I've been fortunate enough to be able to do that. And then uh, I chuckle every time, you know, I hear the, hey, you get two classes left and you, you dropped out. <laughs> I actually laugh at that because, you know, I'm, I have uh, three kids right now. My oldest is 16, 12, and 10. And uh, if they ever came to me and said, you know what, Dad, I'm going to drop out. I only have two classes short. I probably wouldn't let them do that. But um, fast forward, obviously, or going back and, and looking back at that decision, probably one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, and I, I talked a little bit about this um, on another podcast I was on. But the reason why I did not go back to school when I re- uh, retired was because I didn't want anything to fall back on. You know, you're, you have an incredible podcast, and, and the name of it is absolutely incredible, which is you know, elevating, right? We always want to elevate what we do. And that was one of the main reasons why I didn't go back because if I had that safety net to fall back on, I probably would have not elevated my game and I would have gone back to something where I was never going to be happy at. Mm -hmm. So when I first, um, when I did retire and I decided to go into real estate investing, I jumped in with two feet, right? And I looked at real estate investing as my next career path, career change, because when you jump from one industry to the next, it's not easy, right? There's a lot of different challenges. I'm sure you, you've gone through some very similar challenges, but one of the things I did notice is when you do, you have to make sure you're commit, meaning when you do make that step, you got to commit and you have to have the drive, the passion, the focus to make sure that you know that you are going to make it work. And that's one of the things that, you know, from my past career in, 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 uh, playing sports, whatever it is, right? My past uh, hockey career, it's you have to make sure you commit to it or you're not going to be successful. So, um, you know, fast forward to that, I've done, like you said, 700 plus transactions, helped with a couple of different coaching programs. And then um, I actually, through that time, my own investing career and uh, working with students, tens of thousands of students, there was a huge void in the industry. And that void had to be or was um, getting all of the tasks done you needed as a real estate investor to be successful yep. because, you know, many of my students um, were either working part-time or full-time and did not have enough time to actually fulfill the task needed to, to be successful. And then uh, 2013, I actually got introduced to the virtual assistant world and I never even knew what a virtual assistant was. I'm going to be 100% transparent, never even knew what it was. Um, and there were anyone that did not work in your office, so a virtual assistant, they could be in other countries, this country, but somebody who does not work in your office that works virtually, that is in essence the definition of a virtual assistant. I decided to focus my company out of the Philippines. So my virtual assistants are out of the Philippines. And in 2014, I launched my first company and then fast forward to today and you know we're, uh, we're rocking and rolling. Man, I love it. There's there's so much there. And I definitely want to get into the virtual assistants, you know, a little bit later in the show. But there's so much there in terms of you. And we talk about, you know, one of the things that I think is so powerful is kind of burning the boats, the concept of burning the boats. You know, and that's what Tony Robbins talks about all the time is like, you know, you don't need to give yourself a second option because you know what, that's going to give you an option to, you know, go out and quit, you know, your initiative that you were taking, you know, that sort of risk for. And so, you know, one of the things that I always feel like is that when my back's pushed against the wall, that's when I perform the best. Is that the reason why you wanted to not give yourself any other option at that point? Because you knew that you performed that way as well? Or was there something else? 100%. And that's exactly why I did it. And, uh, you know, when I retired, I was married, I had one kid at the time, Uh, my wife was working in the medical industry. And 
I kind of knew if I got that degree, I would have been pushed in the path of being a salesperson in the medical industry, right? Because the, we had a lot of contacts in that, uh, in that field, my wife did, and, and I would have probably done pretty well in that field, uh, but it wouldn't have been my path. It would have been a path chosen for me. So I decided that, you know, I, gotta, I have to blaze my own path. I did it, you know, playing hockey. I want to do it again. Um, and my back was 100% against the wall because when you retire, you have zero income. Yep. Right? I had nothing. I mean, I put, you know, I put money away, but it wasn't enough to live for the rest of my life, right? right. Sometimes people look at professional athletes saying, oh, they're making all this money. Well, they do make a little money within that time. But when that time is over, it goes to zero. So, you know, you even don't have the, you don't have the financial intelligence to be able to apply that capital and, and make it last, right? Pretty much zero. There yeah. was zero financial intelligence. You know, my financial intelligence was sitting around a hockey locker room, right? right. Just shooting the breeze with all my buddies. It was, it, trust me, it was extremely fun. It was incredible, but you don't learn, you don't network, you don't even understand what business is, right? Yeah. Um, you only stay within that small kind of uh, sphere of ice hockey is mm -hmm. what it is, right? When you, you don't get out of that. So when you step out of it, you're struggling, you're, you're, you're paddling water. And, and for me, um, I had to make money, right? Mm -hmm. So I had, to, I had to figure out what I was going to do. So I self-educated myself. Uh, first thing I did is, um, I, well, I got into it by reading the book, I'm sure probably every single person that listens to the podcast has read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Yep. Um, then I went online and I bought a course. Uh, it was one of those courses all about real estate, but all about nothing, right? Not specific, you know, any niche. And then, uh, you know, I just took action and started riding around neighborhoods, making offers and got lucky, got my first offer accepted and uh, ended up making a little money on it. And then I really realized the pain started because I realized I had zero systems I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't have a team. I didn't have any of that that, you know, I learned along the way that will help anybody be successful. Mm -hmm. So tell me, Bob, I'm curious, you know, with somebody like yourself who rose to become a pro athlete, become a pro hockey player, you know, to rise to the heights of, you know, that really kind of profession and then to reinvent yourself. I mean, was that a process where you, was that just your identity of somebody who was saying, you know what, there's no way I'm going to be common. I'm not going to be the average guy. I'm not going to be mediocre. Was that line in the sand drawn just by who you were as a person? Or is that something that also had to continue to come about as you had to pivot and become somebody new in terms of a real estate professional? Yeah, you know, it's funny when you play sports, um, it's a very, when you retire, it's very humbling right? The, the yeah. lights aren't on you anymore. You know, my last year I played in Europe, we had, you know, five to 10,000 fans watching you every game, right? And when you come home to the United States, I've been, you know, I was, I was there for a long time. I got back here and all of a sudden now you're just a regular person, right? And you don't, it takes a, it takes a little time to transition to understanding exactly who you are. You know, you see the reason why a lot of athletes go through a state of depression is because, you know, they don't feel a sense of purpose anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that's really, really important. So you have to get busy. You got to, you have to take action on what you want to do next. So that's what I did. So I blocked out all of the negativity because a lot of people beat themselves up with negativity. So what it is, I blocked all of the ne ne uh, ah, negativity <laughs> out of it. And I jumped into real estate with, you know, seven feet that I don't have jumped yeah. in with two feet and, uh, you know, I ran with it. 
All right. I love it, man. Yeah. I, I just wanted to highlight that because it's so important and, and many people have to go through that pivot. You know, you always have to redefine yourself. And like one thing I heard, so, you know, it was really just a few years ago is that you have to recreate yourself daily. And if I think about the competition that's out there and whatever field you're doing, you know, whether it's real estate investing or whether you're creating another business, you've always got to show up and become something new every day, especially with how rapid technology is changing. But uh, I'd be curious to know, I want to dive into the fact of what you just mentioned a little bit before that in terms of when you got started in real estate, when you were beginning to make offers, you started to feel that pain of having no systems. I feel like every real estate investor can relate to this. They're like, wait a minute, it sounded so much better in Rich Dad Poor Dad. <laughs> like, wait a minute, cash flow, what, what's going on here? I have to, now I have to do work. So talk to me more about that pain that you experienced and what you had to do to overcome that. For sure. You know, the, the first thing I realized, number one, is uh, education is key. You know, I know I was laughing about dropping out and only two classes left. But when what I learned in college had zero to do with, with everyday life, zero to do with business. So for me going back to get those two classes, I was a sociology major. Getting those two classes would have done zero for me in business, right? Yep. That's first and foremost. Or that's one thing I learned. However, now, when I'm a little older, older, I understand that the education in that field that you're in is 100% imperative, right? It's, it's, it's the most important thing. On top of that, it's getting a mentor, someone to actually work with, to follow, um, you know, a coach in essence, yep. right? I'm a, a, a firm believer that everybody should get that, right? I got it. I had it when I was a player. I should have it in business, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then when you follow that and you walk through an education program, that education should give you a roadmap, should give you exactly what steps you needed to take. And that's what I did after my first deal. I um, went to the, uh, my local REA group and I said, all right, who's the best investor in, in Connecticut? And they all pointed to the same individual. I went up to the individual, introduced myself, ended up working with him. Um, fast forward a year after that, we became business partners and he actually showed me the way. Uh, and through that time, he also taught me that everything I need to do, I need to create systems, processes, right? There's, there's things in the education world that can give you that blueprint where you can follow and go with it. Back in the day, I didn't have that. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a mentor that actually showed me each and every step of the way to follow to be successful. So for me, it was, that was my fortunate uh, thing that I did as a, as a starting investor. Are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life, your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal opportunities, your access to opportunities, your network this year? Well, if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. And really, you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. So talk to me, um, you know, 
do you have like a master sort of processes and procedures for everything that you do in terms of your checklist and your systems and your workflow? I mean, is that, have you built it to a comprehensive point to this point? Yeah, now I do that. So, and this yep. is what I recommend everybody does in their business. They look at, so every single thing that they do in their business, they have to start documenting it. Um, and one of the things I learned when I was, I just got into real estate was you have to document everything you do. So one day you potentially look at, look to sell it. So if you do that and look through the eyes of, if you want to sell your business one day, you have to document every little thing, right? So one way to do that is grab your calendar and look to see what you do every single day. And then every single week, every single month, then what you could do is go back and the second month and look to see, you'll, you're, you'll start seeing a trend on exactly what you do. And then you start chunking it up. It'll only take you about a month to two months to really start looking at what it is in your business that you could start identifying and start putting systems and processes to. That's what I do. I love it. So tell me why, why VAs other than, or instead of, you know, live employees in the office folks? Great question. Uh, for me, it has to do with affordability, mm -hmm. right? Because 90, I think 90, around 90, 90% of everything that we do is either done by a phone or a computer. So you, you no longer need someone sitting in your office anymore to work with, right? And I live in Connecticut and the cost of living in Connecticut is very high. I did it. I actually pulled some stats from the internet. And if if you look at a four-year college degree, someone coming out of college, they're demanding around $45,000 a year salary. So for a real estate professional to hire somebody for, for $45,000, typically it's, it, it's a big stretch for them to actually hire someone here in the United States. So I figured I would focus on um, what we do in, the, in virtual assistance in the Philippines is it doesn't cost that much for us to be able to offer that service. So it's really a, an affordability play when you start looking at all of the United States, right? There's some other stats. The, the, the average median income in the United States is about that $45,000, $50,000, which equates to, you know, for small businesses, it, it's very challenging sometimes to be able to scale your business and hire someone, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it's very attractive. And one thing that I would say is, is really interesting about what you do uh, is the fact that it's real estate focused because I remember when I read four hour work week, you know, years ago, <laughs> it like totally like it messed my head up so deeply because I'm like, wait a minute. So I could just outsource everything and I can just remove myself from these processes and do whatever I want and scale and, you know, travel the world and, and my business is still running for me. And the central figure that I realized after years and years of this festering in my mind was that, you know, still the relationship is key in real estate. But if you can outsource, you know, other tasks that don't have to do with the real, you know, that don't have to do with the relationship or, you know, other, you know, high level and very specialized and intuitive knowledge, then it's very valuable to do. But I also realized, you know, as I tested out VAs throughout my process, you know, that it was very challenging because you had to be over the top directive to, you know, get them exactly to understand what you're looking to accomplish. So I think it's really cool that what you've done is you've trained VAs in real estate. So they understand about real estate. So you can, can you talk a little bit more about that and how that process has worked? Absolutely. And, and, you know, it starts back to, you know, 
what are we clear on? So if, depending on what type of, um, let's say strategy or type of real estate you're doing, whether you're a real estate broker, whether you're an agent, whether you're an investor, property manager, right? There's different tasks there. Yeah. So the first thing I, I always look at is number one is we have to identify what role you want them to fill, right? Because if, if we're not clear on the exact role that you want them to fill, like for instance, um, if I want a, a cold caller, to hammer the phones all day long to gauge seller motivation, I have to make sure that I want a cold caller. I don't want someone to manage my CRM as an example, right? So that role has to be 100% clear. This second thing you got to look at, what are the responsibilities that you want filled? So in your business, if I look at my business, I say, okay, I want the responsibility of number one, I want them to pull a motivated seller list. I want them to skip trace. Then I want them to cold call. Then I want them to gauge seller motivation to send me that lead, right? Which is it's someone who's interested to sell. I have to be very clear on what those responsibilities are, the tasks, right? You could put them down as make sure you're clear on those tasks. Once you do that, then you know exactly what you want that virtual assistant to be able to do for you and your business, right? So what we've done is through years and years and years, 16 plus years of being a real estate investor, I've looked at all the top tasks that typically real estate investors want to outsource to help them be successful. So I created some training on that and I put that, actually plugged that into my virtual assistant company. Um, and so a little bit of the process, we have a, a sourcing and recruiting team in the Philippines, a training team, uh, and then a placements team, and then my operations team that manages the virtual assistant client relationship. So that's what we've done um, by taking all of my back past um, uh, real estate investing career and current real estate investing career. And I looked at all the tasks and I put it into a training program platform to be able to train our virtual assistants so we could hand them off to real estate, you know, real estate professionals. It's genius. It's absolutely genius because, you know, what we talk about on the show is elevate is all about, you know, raise the bar in your life. You know, you can live a life without limits if you successfully invest in real estate as well as, you know, develop yourself personally and professionally, develop your network, your mindset, your health, you know, optimize all these things. But, you know, I do see a lot of times where real estate investors get so caught up in the real estate that it becomes a little bit of a noose around their neck. And so, you know, these systems that you're suggesting are extremely valuable and, you know, it's really kind of an innovative thought. And so I definitely highly encourage the listeners to, uh, you know, look up Riva Global, you know, because they've got a lot of, uh, you know, solutions that seem to be highly uh, valuable for your business. I'm going to be, I'm going to be definitely looking into this further myself because I know it's challenging to manage VAs if they've already kind of helped you with this process and helped them familiarize themselves with real estate. You're halfway there. So, uh, so, Bob, with that said, I want to transition back to you. I want to talk about yeah. you as a person and, and as an elite performer. You know, talk to me about habits. I mean, to be able to do what you've done, obviously, you're talking about systematizing, you know, everything that you do, you know, memorializing that into checklists and so on and so forth. But how do you, um, you know, rise to the occasion when it comes to habits? You know, it, it's pretty interesting. So just to give you a little rundown of how I start my day, right? I know a lot of people talk about how they start the day. And I, I love listening to um, real estate investors, professionals, any type of profession on how they start their day. You know, every, every day I wake up in the morning and I jump in the shower, I listen to podcasts. So I educate myself. Education for me now is one of the top things that I do. So I listen to podcasts. I was listening to your podcast today. 
um, you know, just to give you a, a little, little rundown of how that looks. And then I start my day, check my emails after I listen to podcasts, check my emails, feed my kids. Uh, well, I don't feed my kids, but now they're old enough to, to eat themselves, but I spend time with them in the morning time. Um, and then I drive my oldest kid. He's get he has his, uh, his permit. So he drives me to school and then I take the car, go to the office. Uh, and then I, my day starts. But for me personally, um, when I wake up in the morning, I listen to podcasts and educate myself because when I look at what that actually does for me, it gets me in the right uh, frame of mind. And I learn something new every single day. I also read a lot. I spend uh, about 15 minutes a day reading uh, a new book every day. Not a new book, but I'll finish that book. And then I'll start a new book on a consistent basis. That's something that's definitely helped me you know, learn th some things. Um, I also make sure that at the end of the day, uh, I learn something new to where I move forward. So my existing mm -hmm. business, excuse my virtual assistant company, I want to make sure that I feel like I've made progress, right? I make decisions today to affect me a month later, a year later, year after. I know you and I spoke a little bit uh, before we got on about some of the cool things that you're working on. And it's the things that we, you know, you look at real estate investing, you make money, let's say you're flipping properties. What are you going to do with that, with the, the profit that you make today? Are you going to take that money and just spend it by buying a new car or whatever? Or are you going to take that money and, and invest it today for next year or the year after or the year after? So those are some of the decisions on how my mind works on if I make a decision today in my business, how is that going to affect my team right in the Philippines, how it's going to affect my clients here next month, the month after, or even a year after. So those are just, you know, I know I started off on, on how I start my day, but I wanted to end it on really on the elevation side and what I think in terms of, you know, decisions you make today and how it affects later on in life. Same thing. And same thing as uh, real estate investing, really. I mean, so much about what you talk about is really, it centers around education and learning. And I always, I heard this phrase recently. It said, don't, don't let your, don't let your learning get in the way or don't let your education get in the way of learning. And so sometimes I think of education in this country and maybe around the world, and it seems to be backwards and it's, you know, it's not really teaching yeah. us anything useful, you know? So how do you, I'd be curious to know two things. Number one, has there been anything, you know, cause I think it, it, it takes a humble mind to learn something new, to realize that you didn't know everything yesterday or you didn't know everything right before that. So has there been anything that you've learned recently that has caused you to substantially change your mind on something that maybe, you know, have you been set in your ways for a while on? You know what? Um, about 18 months ago, like around 18 months ago, um, I went through a, a uh, challenging time. I had a business partner decided to go his own way. Um, and what that does to you as a business owner, you have to change. You have to elevate. You have to really just, you know, think about this. When you're working with an individual, it doesn't matter what business it is, you know, you rely on that person to take care of certain parts of the business, right? Where you take care of the other part of the business. Well, all of a sudden, if one day you have to take care of the entire business, you really have to take a step back and step your game up. You know, everybody looks at you different. You know, now where, where, you know, maybe you were taking care of the operations of your business. Now you have to take care of the marketing of your business as well. You have to take care of the people management. You have to take care of hiring. You have to take care of everything that encompasses 
a business and you have to do it consistently. You have to make sure you follow through every day because if you don't do it, it affects every single person that relies on you to feed them, relies on you to, to help them grow, to mentor them. So it puts a lot of um, pressure on you, but uh, I think it's good pressure because it helps you be the person that you're really were, were meant to be in the end because you know what doesn't kill you right makes you grow yep yeah I, I saw this thing recently um the guy actually james clear who wrote atomic habits uh, mentioned this recently and it really stuck out to me because it was so profound and, and he said he said business and entrepreneurship is a personal growth it's the greatest personal growth pursuit on the planet that's disguised as a capitalistic opportunity. And I found that to be so profound because I don't know about you, but when I got into business, I was just, I just wanted to make money. I mean, I just <laughs> wanted to be wealthy and I learned on the other side and I continue to learn this every single day that be, who I become as a person is so much more valuable. And, you know, in those type of situations where you have to just, you know what, you got to be ready to face any unexpected. And when it comes, you just have to go. You can't just lay down and, and, and be bloodied, right? I mean, in that situation, a, I'm sure you were at, at a, for a moment, you're like, wow, this is devastating. But then you just had to move, right? At, at the beginning, it was 100% devastating. But some of the things that you realize, the abilities that you have, you never knew you had. And when you step up your game and you're, like you said earlier, you're backed against a corner. Um, you know, there's some impressive things that you can accomplish when that happens. And um, to this day, it's probably one of the best things that ever happened to me, um, especially business-wise, right? Because I've, I've always had business partners in my life. Always, always, always. I love them. Um, I absolutely love, because I love working with teams you know, playing uh, hockey all the time. I was always the assist guy. I didn't care who scored goals. I just wanted the team to win and get better and better and better. And I always look at, I look at the other person before I look at myself, right? And, and you know, when someone gives me a compliment in, in work, right, in business, I always, the first thing I think of is just giving that compliment back to you, right? That's just how I've always been. Uh, maybe not in, in college, because I know if someone listens to me back in college, I was, at the beginning, I was a cocky kid. I was a cocky <laughs> kid, but as you seasons of life, now I'm 46 years old. So the more you grow, the more you you see things in a different light, right? Um, and you know, one of the things, one of our core values is uh, servant leadership. And it's I look at, you know, it, it's kind of funny how things change, right? The older you get, and how you, you know, how you don't look at it of making the dollar. It's all about how you can actually help people grow. Of course, you need to make a living, right? We all know that. That's, I'm, not, I'm not making light of that. But you know, when you help grow people and you help get everybody better and better and better and you care about your customers, you care about if they're making money, if you care about if they're successful, it's amazing how your company gets better, right? Yep. Your company grows. And I think that that for me is the best thing that's ever happened to me um, because it's, you start looking at things in a different lens and a different light. If you look at other people first and how you could help them, you know, you'll get taken care of in life as a, I'm a firm believer of that. No, I totally agree. I mean, one of my, one of my things that I have to remind myself on a frequent basis is that the greater your impact, the greater your income will be. And you shouldn't focus on it because of that outcome, but it's the fact of the world. You know, I feel like yeah. it's a law just like gravity is. And, um, you know, you've got to impact others. You got to be thinking of how are you helping someone else rather than how are you being selfish yourself? 
Um, so Bob, you were talking earlier about, um, you know, your, your mentor, your sort of role models as you came up in the business, um, in, in life in general, I'm curious to know, um, who are your role models and who do you model, you know, what you do on a daily basis after? Well, I'd have to say, of course, my parents are one of my role models. Um, but if I, if, if I look at a business role model, I'd have to say, uh, my buddy, Than Merrill and Paul Asajian, those guys, uh, that own fortune millers, they've been a good, good buddies of mine since. Uh, probably 16 years. Um, and also Greg Clement, good buddy of mine from real flow. I've known those guys forever from when, you know, we were, they lived in Connecticut here. Um, and obviously what I've seen from them on the real estate investing side to them starting a business, um, from day one, all the way to now, it's been phenomenal. So I love looking at, you know, individuals that are very, very successful, but the main thing is they're the same people from when they started, to when they're now and they work their butt off. They're actually, you know, you could, you could start looking at it saying they're actually better people now than when they were when they started. I think that's, it's an incredible thing that just when you see that someone hits a certain amount of success and they just get become better and better and better people. I think that for me, that's what I try to emulate myself and, you know, how I run my company. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, one thing I always try to remind myself is I need to be giving, you know, I need to be donating, whether it's money, time, attention. And the reason why I bring that up is because I feel like, you know, your, your actions as you are when you're, you know, progressing will be, you know, even more pronounced as you have arrived. And, you know, when you become more wealthy, it just may pronounce who you are as a person. So I do think it's really important for people to take an inventory. You know, how are you treating other people? How are you showing up on a daily basis? Is it selfish or are you truly offering value? So it's a great reminder because you will just be more pronounced and more successful, you know, financially you may be. So what a great reminder there. Um, I'd be curious to know, what are you, I mean, obviously you're, you're saying no to menial tasks, right? To many sort of redundant tasks that you've identified through your calendar, that you've identified on a, you know, on a consistent basis that needs to be done for your business. But what else do you say no to in your life or in your business that helps support you towards creating a greater life? You know, you get, uh, the more, the longer you're in business, you will get, um, the quote unquote opportunities sent over to you, right? The shiny object opportunities where if you don't educate yourself enough, and I, and I don't mean like book education. I mean, I mean more of, um, mentor education, like, like going to you. Um, mm -hmm. I'll give you a perfect example. May confuse it. Maybe a little confusing. What I'm saying is, but when you start looking at some of the mistakes that you made, I lost $150,000 on a knockdown rebuild in Greenwich, Connecticut. Now that was a shiny object opportunity that I didn't say no to because I thought I was going to make, you know, a million dollars on a knockdown rebuild, which I had zero experience. I went into this deal getting sold into a deal that it was the next best thing, right? So what I've learned from that deal, which is, you know, it, um, it was very, very painful because $150,000 lost was, you know, that hurts, right? Yep. However, it was one of the best things ever in my business career because I looked at shiny object syndrome as a way different kind of thing. Because um, the more you're in this industry, uh, I get introduced every day to new opportunities. Hey, invest here, uh, put your money here. Here's a new business, right? Those are things that um, I have now learned how to really look at it. I start asking more questions now, right? I start talking to individuals that are in that space. If I ever get, you know, the thought of getting sold into a, a shiny object kind of opportunity. So 
I've been way better now at saying no to that because of the failure of that lost money in that deal. Um, you know, that could have crumbled me again, like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, but um, it was something that I took and said, hey, let me use this as a learning experience and just keep going. So now I had to work my butt off really to pay off that debt to really, really put my back against the wall and take action again. So again, for me, um, it's really saying no to things that look like a great opportunity, quote unquote, great opportunity, but are really more shiny object syndrome that take you off of your main focus of whatever that is in real estate investing or, or other businesses. Yeah, that's super important. And uh, I just, I also wanted to highlight the fact that it seems like, and, and it's maybe this cruel way of, of God teaching us things or whatever it may be. It's like the failures, those are the ones that you really learn, especially the deep ones. It's like, man, I'm not going to make that mistake again. So perhaps there's an opportunity for folks to say, you know what, maybe I did just experience a major failure. It was $150,000 loss or maybe even more, or maybe if, you know, it's substantially, you know, with respect to, you know, what's going on in their own life, you know, even more substantial, but it's an opportunity for us to say, Hey, let's take an inventory of why did we make this decision? You know, what, what went wrong here? What questions do we not ask? Right? Yep. You know what? And, and I get, if I take my, if I actually go back and the first lesson I learned, um, this was back in college, it was uh, 1994 is a year. We, we, uh, year before we won our national championship and we lost in the finals nine, one on national TV on ESPN. So that was one of the most humbling experience. But again, as a, as a young person, it, it taught us focus right? We lost. It was the most humbling thing. We were, I think we were ranked number one in the country at that time. And we played against a team that we never played against. They had a system we never played against before. And uh, 9-1 is a, is a tough pill to swallow in the final game that ends, your, you know, that ends uh, your season. So after that, we looked at everything and through a different lens. We went in the, in the summertime. We worked out two times a day. We just, we just changed our whole makeup, our whole attitude. Next year, we, I think we won almost every tournament we were in, and we, we won the national championship. We beat everyone by four goals, and, you know, going into it, we just had a different focus. And, and that's, you know, you take that and you look at, you look at real estate investing or whatever uh, career that you have. When you go through, you know, some sort of pain like that, I, I think it's, it's imperative to go through that pain because you come out in the end so much better. What do you say to those who, you know, there's times where you get really discouraged, right? When you get defeated, you get knocked down, especially you're embarrassed, right? It's like, man, yeah. you just made a mistake and the whole world saw it. It's just like what you were talking about with nine to one loss on ESPN. I mean, that's, that's pretty substantial. I mean, what's the difference in folks, would you say, who are the peak performers who say, you know what, I'm using this and I'm going to get focused, I'm going to get laser focused and we're going to come back better than ever to those who say, man, I just can't do it. Uh, you know, I just we're just not as good as we thought we were, you know, maybe we need to do something else. I mean, what, what's your opinion of that? Well, we all have voices. Doesn't matter. I guarantee the most successful people in the world still have voices, right? You have, yep. if you have the Michael Jordans of the world now that even, you know, when he retired from basketball, he probably had the business voices on his shoulder, probably the same exact thing. Um, but here's one thing that I do know. Um, if you have an accountability partner and or a coach or a team behind you, that's going to pick you up and not take you down. That is the answer because, you know, for me, when I first, like I said, when I first jumped in real estate, I had a lot of even naysayers when I, when I first started, a lot of more family members, right? It's just the way it is. It's something new, right? You go from one career to the next. Oh, you shouldn't do that. You should do this. You should do this. You'll hear a lot of that. 
if you have a very good support staff around you. If you don't have it at home, I, I highly recommend go out and get a coach. Go get, go get, a, go get um, a team somewhere else away from where that negativity is coming. Uh, if only if you want to be successful in that, you want somebody that's got, got your back all the time is always, you know, will pick you up and not, not knock you down. I think that's extremely important. Yeah, that's huge. And I think recognizing that internal voice, the fact that it really, it's trying to keep you safe. It's trying to let you survive and pass on your genes. I mean, let's be honest, that's, that's the evolutionary mind. And so having others that believe in you, it's like, I don't know about you, but I coach others. And sometimes when I'm coaching others, I'm like, man, I believe in you more than you believe in yourself. But I also know that I can be there at times myself. And I have to sit in that position and realize that it's just my mind. We're not our mind. You know, our mind is something that may be separate from ourselves, but maybe that's a conversation for another day. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm curious to know, I mean, you've talked so much about education um, and self-education and really kind of going after and getting the information that you need. You know, why is, why is personal growth so important to you? I mean, because, you know, a lot of people kind of see it as corny or, you know what, I, I don't need to do that. I, I, I can, I can just coast and things will happen. I mean, what, why has that been so important to you? You know, and, and I always say this, the older you get, it's having a purpose, right? If you, if you just stop, I'll use my father as an example, 74 years old. Um, he was a contractor growing up um, and he decided contracting was, um, was not as stable as he wanted it to be. So then he became a building inspector. Right. And then his building inspector, then he retired right when he retired, his health went down. Mm -hmm. Right. Because he was doing plans, he's, but he had no purpose. Point was he hasn't, he had no purpose. Then he started plans again. All of a sudden health goes back up. Right. He started back. So what he does now every single day, he, he studies codes, all the codes in Connecticut and on and commercial codes and residential codes. So now he has purpose. People come to him now. Now he's a mentor. They ask him, Hey, Hey guy, what is this code? What is this code? What is this code? He does plans and he's 74 years old, right? So when you learn from that, that is personal development. It's always pushing yourself to get better and better and better to keep your purpose up, to keep your self-worth up, right? I mean, that's why a lot of uh, athletes, like I said before, go through a state of depression when they're done playing sports. That's just how that works because they don't have that next thing to you know, to push them to the brink. They don't have someone to help them. So personal development is really just, you know, just feeling like you get better every single day. It's purpose, it's self-worth, right? For you, it's the same thing that you said earlier about coaching. You know, sometimes when you're coaching people, um, you, have, you have more confidence in them than they do. Well, that's perfect because they need you, right? everyone, we need coaches, you need coaches, it, we Absolutely. all need someone to believe in us. And I think that's, that's why it's a great thing that you're doing that. And I think everybody should, once they hit a certain level, actually, it doesn't matter if they hit a certain level, I think everyone should always coach somebody, whether it's kids, right, whether it's a new investor, a new agent, a new property man, whatever it is, I think everybody should always be educating because if you give back, you're going to learn tenfold. Absolutely. That's why I always say the teacher learns the most. And you can really anchor in your own understanding when you help someone else when you share information. That's what I love about doing this podcast is that I'm learning, you know, just as much as our listeners are. I mean, I'm sitting here learning so much from you as a master. 
And I do, I want to just really kind of echo what you just said there in terms of purpose. You know, if you really study, um, you know, the, the death rates of folks who retire and then, you know, go on and, and pass away, you know, one thing that really stood out to me was like Joe Paterno, as an example, you know, the guy was it's like, man, how is he still doing this? He's doing it at such a high level. And he retired, you know, because of the huge scandal, of course, but, you know, he passed away very, very quickly thereafter. And, and I do think mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said with purpose and real purpose. So, digging deep, like what do you want your life to really be about? And let the vehicle of real estate support that, you know, let your personal growth support that, let who you become support that and who you really impact as other people in terms of coaching. And um, I love that. And and in terms of purpose, you know, tell me about what are you currently most excited about? You know what? Um, I love helping teaching coaching. So for just to give you a little insight on our purpose of our virtual assistant company and and we every year, every November, we have a a big uh, team event. That's with my Riva Global in the Philippines. Um, And this is what we talk about our purpose every year. And one of our purposes for our company and what we truly believe in is to provide the opportunity to as many Philippines, Filipino uh, individuals as we can to have a work from home career so they can experience the exact same benefits that our support staff does and all of our other VAs. Here's a reason why. It may sound, may sound weird, but um, in the Philippines, uh, it's, I don't know if you've ever been. Have you ever been before? I've not actually. I, okay. I want to go, yeah. <laughs> it's incredibly overpopulated. Okay. Like really, really overpopulated. So um, this will make sense to anybody who goes to a city that is, when I talk about overpopulated, I think it's one of the top three Uh, populated uh, areas in the world. Um, So what happens is when a lot of that industry is call center industry, right? So they have to drive to work and um, it takes about one to three hours on the way there, one to three hours on the way back of travel time. So the quality of life, you know, is very difficult. You're sitting in a car all day long. Uh, It takes away time with family, with kids, more time than what they, you know, I don't know if you know anything about the culture of the Philippines, but the culture of the Philippines is incredible, right? They they're have amazing people. Amazing. Yeah, people. Amazing. So they're, they're very family oriented, natural caretakers. Um, you know, they're, they're eager to serve. That's just the, the um, culture that is there. So for us to be able to, you know, give the opportunity to as many Philippines as we can have the work from home career is really passionate to me, which means I got to work my butt off here to get as many clients as I can. So then I can help as many Filipinos as I can. It's pretty interesting dynamic there. Uh, But on top of that, the other passion and purpose that we have is um, I talk a little bit about this. One of our core values is servant leadership and and serving. I, I love when I see people that are successful. I love that use our service or our product. Like I said, I, I coach, I don't know if I said this before, but I coach my youth sports, my hockey teams, and I've coached for a long time. And I love to see when, you know, the, the work or service that you do, let's say you have a product um, and someone use it and they're successful. There's nothing better, no better feeling than actually seeing that and, and, and just being part of that. So it's pretty interesting. I know I went, you know, I jumped around a little bit there, but just seeing success and how if you could help people be successful, that's, there's nothing better than that. I love that so much because it is such a phenomenal reminder 
for most real estate investors, we get so caught up in, hey man, we're looking for this cash and cash and this IRR and blah, 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 and all these things, which are extremely important. You've got to pay attention to the realities of business. But if you can tie your purpose to something bigger, that's going to push you so much farther. And it's really going to create something that you can be so much more proud of as well. So I felt that there, man, that was really, really cool. <laughs> and definitely want to um, you know, support you further along that path. And, and we'll, we'll share contact information for, for you, not necessarily contact information, but ways that Elevate Nation can further support that purpose uh, and, and, and so on and so forth at the end of the show. But I really, I really admired that. So that's awesome. So what, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to transition into our rapid fire section. We call it the rare air questionnaire. The reason why we call it that is because Elevate Nation. I mean, we're climbing, we're scaling that mountaintop. You know, most people can't breathe, but you know what? We can't breathe either, but we feel like our purpose is more important than breathing at this point. So we're going to continue to push through. So uh, I'd love to ask you just a few questions here um, regarding books. You've talked about education so much. Are there two or three other books other than Rich Dad, Poor Dad that have been extremely impactful for you? Yeah, you know, one of the books is Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Oh, yeah. uh, really, really, really good. I mean, that the compound effect, if you look at what that is, everything compounds on each other. So it's, it's passive income, right? It's, it's all that money compounds on each other while you're paying down the mortgage, et cetera, right? You can run with compound effect. And that's the reason why I started my virtual assistant company, right? Same thing, same premise on uh, compound effect on, on how that works. Because when you do one thing, it compounds on everything. If you, let's say you're, you're marketing in real estate, right? It's the consistency and the marketing that actually makes you successful. If you do it once and you quit, you're not going to be successful, right? That's the compound effect. Same, everything has to do with the compound effect. The other one is Leadership uh, by John Maxwell. Really, really good book. Um, so I definitely highly recommend it. And that has to do with, um, you know, the, the, the kind of shifts that you make as a leader, the more you grow. Um, and they talk a little bit about one part of it that I want to highlight. It's, you know, how to become from a soloist to a conductor. And he talks a little bit about in that book that when you're a soloist, you're a small business owner, as an example, soloist, you're, you play every single instrument of that orchestra when you're a, sol when you're a soloist. Conductors now, they're the ones that are actually playing the music. Every hand gesture they make, they're playing beautiful music. But someone else is actually playing every instrument you're just conducting it i think that's the best like that one chapter of that book has made that book you know priceless for me because i look at it as every small business you are a solo you start off as a soloist and then it's our job then to move into being a conductor so those are those are two books i do have to definitely highly recommend that's huge. And I have not read Leader Shift by John Maxwell, but it's definitely going on my list immediately because I love that. And it, it, we are conductors, man. Everything we do, you can't do everything. You literally can't. But you can also provide great opportunities for other people by being that conductor. So I love that. Um, and also the compound effect. I mean, I just if I can lament just for a half a second, everything on this planet is about the compound effect, you know, one way or the other. You know, how are you, how are your habits, you know, are they supporting the compound effect in the right direction or the wrong direction? In addition, obviously to your finances and how we treat real estate investments and so on and so forth, but two great books and uh, look forward to reading leadership. Talk to me aside from what we've talked about so far today, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? You know what? Uh, every day I look at um, how efficient I'm going to be with my time. 
right? So, you know, we, we always look at efficiency as, and that's, and that's the thing, same thing I, I touched upon before. That's something that we offer as a company, right? Through virtual assistants. But there's three main things that I look at every day. Number one is um, efficiency. How efficient, how much could I get done in a day and be more efficient, right? It's doing more in less time. That's what I look at. And then the other thing is I look at um, if I do have more time or when I do have more time, what am I going to do with that time? Am I going to um, spend more time with my family? Am I going to actually spend more time uh, building another business or, or, you know, adding to my portfolio or going to check out properties? What are you going to do with that extra time that you have if you have extra time? And the other thing is um, I look at um, scaling, growing. Did I grow today? Right. Did I take one step forward, a half a step forward? Did I take one step back? Because, you know, one step forward today, again, I always try to do the best I can to look a month ahead, two months ahead, six months ahead, you know, because what I look at, um, you know, my business, I have over, I think, 250 individuals that I have the responsibility to take care of every single day. And it's not only them, it's their families as well I have to take care of. That's the way I look at it as a business owner. I, you know, for me, it's not a big weight. It, it's not, it's not a, 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 just a, a, a pull down on you. I love it because it just, it, it, it makes you elevate every single day. You know, just to obviously use your, your podcast name. If, if you look at the entire scope of a company and you say, all right, everyone's relying on me. I love that pressure, right? Because I look at it as saying that it's going to make me better every single day. I love that so much. And that there's so, there's so much gold nuggets of wisdom in that, man. There's, you know, we can look at our pressure and our stress as something that is a challenge for us. And it's like, woe is me. Or we can look at it as an opportunity to elevate to the next level to become the greatest version of ourselves. So it's always good to have that mindset shift. And, and you know, how you see anything is how it is. Your perception is reality. And so uh, I love that so much. And, uh, you know, beside what you're doing, I mean, obviously you're, you're elevating so many people within your sphere and within your company and, and even your customers, but what's the best way otherwise that you elevate others around you? You know, I think caring about people and, and looking at what's the best interest of them, right? So if someone works for me and I see them struggling a little bit, I'll spend more time with them. I'll help them get better. So if you help somebody grow, like we talked about a little earlier, if you really care about people and you help them grow, help them get better, in the end, you know, you're going to live a you're going to live a way more fulfilled life, right? So if you if you just change the I guess the advice I would have is if if we all just change our lens just a little bit and look at how we could help people, um, you know, we're going to be way better off in the end. That's a great perspective shift. And uh, Bob, this has been a lot of fun. And do you have any parting words of wisdom that you'd share? Um, I guess you could say, uh, learn it, live it, gift it. We could all talk about that, right? If you learn something, you live it, gift it back to everybody. Um, and I would, I would definitely highly recommend to look at your time and what you're doing with your time and make the best of every second of the day. Because you know what, the older we get, you're only getting older and uh, it's something that you have to live by purpose and live through whatever purpose that you have in your life. So um, you start changing your lens, the older you get. And we talked about that a little bit, but I think that's really, really important. And when you elevate your game and elevate your, your life on a daily basis, uh, it benefits not only you, but your immediate family and all the individuals that you touch. Learn it, live it, gift it. That is 
Fantastic. And we're all doing that right now. You're certainly doing that right now. We really appreciate you being on the show today and really giving to our audience and, and being such a fun person to have a conversation with this afternoon. And uh, with that said, is there, um, you know, what's the best way for Elevate Nation to stay in touch with you and to learn more about your company? Sure. Yeah, you can check out our website um, at revaglobal.com, R-E-V-A global.com. Uh, we have blogs that we put out on a on a daily, eh, not a daily basis. Right now, it's a couple couple times a week uh, that could change to a daily basis. Um, but you can also email me if you have any questions at all, anything at all. You could uh, email me at bob at revaglobal.com um, with any, any any type of questions, business wise, non business wise, doesn't matter. That's awesome, man. And you should definitely take that up uh, because he's got so much to give. Learn it, live it, give it. And uh, I want to also mention that his company also has a free framework that outlines over 100 tasks that you can start outsourcing to virtual assistants. Uh, we will put a link to that in our show notes here. And it will help you guide, it will help guide you through what you want to start outsourcing. So I know a lot of the questions there are, hey, what, what, what should I outsource and what's the process there? So they've, they've already done a lot of that heavy lifting for you. So definitely want to encourage you to take a look at that. And you can visit them at RevaGlobal.com. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. So, hey, Elevate Nation, you've got to re-listen to the show. You got to play it again and you got to take notes. Repetition is key. And you have to take massive action on that. We say apply immediately. That's how you really anchor in your understanding. And you've got to brainstorm. You've got to prioritize. You've got to put it on the schedule. Find leverage. What VA do you need? Do you need Reva Global to kind of get you there? Do you need an accountability partner? We'd be happy to help you with that. You know, you can find Elevate Podcast Community Group on Facebook where we've got a community of folks who are, you know, those accountability partners. But course correct. You will make mistakes. That's okay. Use it as feedback and improve, you know, get better and elevate your life. And I uh, definitely want to share, want to encourage you to share it with a friend, because as we mentioned in the show, the teacher is really who learns the most. So screenshot this tag Reva global on social media, tag myself, tag elevate podcast, tag Bob. And uh, with that said, really appreciate Bob. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And elevate nation. We'll see you next time. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit tylerchesser.com.